another episode of the Tony G Show. Everyone's favorite show. I mean, we're getting some pretty good feedback on the Tony G Show mm-hmm. so far. Season, what is this? Five? Episode 10? 10. 20? Season 5, episode 10. Why is this an important episode, Will? It's the 10th one. It's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a nice round number. Yeah. Everyone always shoots number for it. Number 10. 10 episodes is what we had to cut it off for in season 4 because of the coronavirus. Did we really? Yep. 10 episodes in season 4. That was when we interviewed Michael Pant. And we had to cut it off because we all got sent home. Did SNC Radio stopped having shows. The Tony G Show wow. stopped because the entire world stopped in the middle of the coronavirus. The hurdles that Will and I had to jump through to get to where we are now, having a 10th episode of season 5. We still have not been back in the studio since we got sent mm-hmm. home. Season 10, or excuse me, season 4, episode 10 was the last episode that we did in the studio because we've had to, you know, adjust. We can't get back into the studio for coronavirus protocol reasons. All right. Will and I now have our own equipment to make our own podcast, so it's not live through SNC Radio anymore. It's been different. We're still affiliated with SNC Radio. Oh, yeah. However, here we are, nonetheless, a 10th episode of Season 5. It's very it's very humbling. I never would have thought the 10th episode of a season. You know, We usually shoot for 15, 20, maybe right. even more if we can fit it in for a season. If we really get started early and we really get going, no sick days or whatever. And thankfully, we have been able to stay healthy throughout uh, this crazy, crazy semester that we've had here at St. Norbert. But nonetheless, I mean, it's it's really awesome to be back at 10 episodes. And barring any... Major issues. Any Yeah, any unpredicted obstacles moving forward, we're going to have an 11th episode next Tuesday. So, I mean, it's cool. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, knock on wood. No kidding. We don't want anything to come up because we know coronavirus works like that. But nonetheless, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're on the way to 100 episodes in the Tony G Show. Okay, so we're we're moving right along. That's kind of crazy. I didn't realize that we were cut off at ten episodes. So like, I felt like the semester was. I felt like we went further into the semester than that, but I yeah. guess it was pretty early on. Well, remember, we don't usually get started until yeah, like a, like a couple whenever. weeks in. Yeah, but nonetheless, here we are moving on in the Tony G show. I mean, we're we're really, it's a proud moment mm-hmm. to be here and and hit the ten episode mark and and look forward to an eleventh coming up pretty soon here. So thanks for sticking with us. Uh, don't forget the Tony G Show drops Tuesdays and Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most of your podcast platforms. Okay, so today we have a really big show. I'm excited about it for a couple reasons. Yes, at first we're going to be talking about the NFL trade deadline recap. Remember Tuesday's episode we looked at what the Packers should do, and uh, I made a prediction that they wouldn't do anything. Turns out I was 100% accurate. They didn't do anything. We'll get into that as we get into that discussion, but not just that today. We're also going to be talking about the rest of the moves that went on around the NFL trade deadline because there wasn't many of them, but I'll be going through some of my favorite and least favorite moves in the NFL trade deadline in the first segment of today's show. The second segment of today's show, very exciting moment for the Tony G Show. Well, do you remember season three? Mm -hmm. We had our buddy Matthew Swanson, good friend of ours. We call him our college football expert because... Which is... I mean, it's like his religion. The guy, he's also our... NFL draft expert simultaneously. I mean, he, yeah, that goes they go hand, hand in hand. hand. Exactly, yeah. goes hand in hand with what he start, he really knows his college football talk. You got the Rashawn Gary pick right for the Packers. He, we went through the, all the draft picks. You got Rashawn Gary right. Yep, because because so, because he comes some... up with his mock mock drafts. Yep. towards NFL draft time. So mm-hmm. you know we we have him on periodically through a phone call. We did it in season three. Maybe we'll have to do that for uh, yeah for the draft because our show we haven't been able to get going yeah so maybe we'll have to have yep. him as an honorary guest for the uh 
for the draft pick yep. draft picks because because i mean he has some really good takes and words that have to be spread mm-hmm. especially with the college football and nfl draft stuff anyways the point i'm bringing this up for is because we have the phone call last season or, or two seasons ago it was an impromptu phone call yeah he didn't know it was coming i didn't know it was coming until i thought let's call matt and see what he has to say about it he luckily had a couple minutes and talked with us Today, we have another phone call interview, not with Matthew Swanson, not from football, but from an NBA perspective. We have the Tony G Show NBA expert, Jamile Brantley, coming on the show via phone call. He goes to UW Oshkosh. He is to the NBA what Matthew Swanson is to college football, right? So that's why we call him our NBA Mm -hmm. expert, because he knows the ins and outs of the National Basketball Association. So we're going to have him on via phone call later today. Very excited for that, so stick around for that phone interview with our NBA expert, Jamal Brantley. And then, of course, Thursday episodes. What are they, Will? Picks of the week, I think, Tony right? Tony G's Picks of the Week. Everybody's favorite segment in the sports talk, sports podcast world. I drew a blank there for a second, not going to lie. I, I saw the look <laughs> on your face, and I thought, does he not know where I'm going with this? But nonetheless, Tony G Picks of the Week, another batch coming out. I'm coming off a back-to-back four-and-one weeks, eight and two in the last two weeks. I'm looking to keep that momentum going. Oh, and five, here we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably knowing my luck, how Tony G works. No, <laughs> I take that back. Tony G's picks you take to the bank because I know what I'm talking about. As Will sits in silence as I say that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thanks for the backup. As always, before we get going, at Tony G for days on Twitter. Follow me at Mile Brantley on Twitter as well. We are going to be. Getting him on the show here on the halfway point. Uh, the twi- His Twitter will be on my Twitter when I release this episode on Twitter. I, I release every episode on Twitter, by the way. At Tony G for days for me, at Willis5312 for Will. As always, as I mentioned before, we're affiliated with SNC Radio. Catch SNC Radio live throughout the day, 24-7. At SNCRadio.com or search up and favorite SNC Radio in the Radio FX app on your smartphone or mobile device well, what do you say? We got a big show. Let's get rolling, huh? Yeah, I think we get we should get into it. Tony G, coming your way. Will, you remember the discussion we had on Tuesday? Yes, I do. I mean, we got it. We got a little little argument going there yeah we had a little disagreement i liked it i you know what i mean it's a good change we disagree a lot off the microphone we do and uh on the microphone i'm glad to see it come to fruition we actually oh we didn't fight last episode remember we were talking about how we have to fight well you don't remember it that's why oh yeah okay well talk a big game talk a big game till till we get going yeah well we did you just yeah must have must have forgot all of it hey Conveniently. Don't you have some gym membership to go watch? No, I got a free one. You do too. Yeah, but I'm saying you run everybody's gym membership. I guess, yeah. Yeah, like you, the head of, what's your title? The student lead manager. Wow. It's quite the title. Yeah, student lead manager of the athletic department here. No, not athletic department, athletic fitness center. center. Fitness center. Student weight room. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty big deal on campus, Will McCormick. We're glad that he could fit time in his schedule to be on the Tony G Show. <laughs> Nonetheless, I'm going to fight him after the episode. Enough beating around the bush here. Let's get to the point. Segment number one of the Tony G Show today, NFL trade deadline recap. Okay, remember on Tuesday when I asked Will the what we talked about Tuesday, it was the Packers segment that I was talking about 
We took an unbiased look, remember, because we're from Green Bay. We have to, you know, we want to be fair. We want to tell you where we are. I work for a company that covers the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, but it's only fair that we tell you that because we did take an unbiased look at the Green Bay Packers. As he puts on his Packers hat. As I put on my Packer hat that I just bought off of... uh, that's pretty clean. I like the that. internet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It says the year nineteen nineteen. Nice. That the Packers started. I don't know cool. if you got that. Yeah, I picked it up. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Tony G, show uh, just stuttering around here. We're not getting to the point very quickly. Uh, beating around the bush. You think we should do that all show? Not get. To Let's just point. never get to any points, and we'll just yeah. be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite pick of the NFL deadline. Oh, it's time to call Jamal Brantley. Let's not get there till. Yeah. No, no, no. Big show coming up. Let's get on track. Uh, we talked about the Packers, and the fact that. They are going into the trade deadline, everyone kind of in unison with the opinion that they need to make a move to help out Aaron Rodgers, specifically at the wide wide receiver position, especially because wide receivers have been kind of injured, Alan Lazard and such, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemius St. Brown not getting the job done, really. Mm-hmm. They haven't had many opportunities, but it's because the opportunities they get, they don't necessarily capitalize on, especially EQ in the last game against the Vikings. So what do they need to do heading into the trade deadline? We gave a list of wide receivers that they could have looked at in, in at the trade deadline. We also looked at a list of wide receivers that they passed on in the draft. And we only did the first five rounds, Will. We didn't even go into the sixth and seventh rounds with the wide receivers that were drafted there. So, what was the outcome? What was the conclusion that we made from those two lists? That the Packers are continuously ignoring helping out Aaron Rodgers. They are neglecting him as an organization, not giving him the tools he needs. Tom Brady spends not even one year, spends five, six games in Tampa Bay, and they go and get him Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. They just go pick up Antonio Brown. I mean, they go make moves that they don't that they aren't gonna guarantee are gonna work, but they're giving him name power and tools and experienced talent that, I mean, used in the right offense is gonna work out. And it is so far in Tampa Bay for Tom Brady. Nonetheless, here in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers still cannot get the talent he necessarily needs. Yeah, it's been still. a it's been a tough year. I mean, they went out and picked up a, a Deguara off of a, or drafted him. Josiah Deguara, the tight yeah. end, a tight end. But in the hey, third he, round, hey, he panned out. He was looking pretty darn good. He had a knee injury that put him out, which is a shame because I, you know, I look he. I thought he was going to be a decent you weapon for the promising. offense. I, I didn't like that pick. He, to be honest he looked with you. good in game though, dude. Like his blocks, yeah. he was laying down were his first two blocks were better than any block Jimmy Graham had put down the whole season last yeah, year. Yeah, that's because Jimmy Graham, you know, we we can all agree didn't do much in the back of the uniform. But okay, to your point, yeah, you could make an argument for Josiah Deguara. First round they draft a quarterback that everyone assumes is going to take over for Aaron Rodgers. Second round they draft a running back that's not going to get many touches because he's playing behind Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, that two headed monster. Then they go and draft a tight end in the third round that they could have gotten arguably the fourth or fifth round. Where's the immediate help for Aaron Rodgers? Where's the wide receiver talent that they that he so desperately needs but behind Devontae Adams, behind Alan Lazard that you could argue? They're still neglecting him. Trade deadline passed, Will. What did I say was going to happen? Nothing. I said they aren't going to do anything. Was I 100% correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. They didn't make a single move, not even a defensive move in a defense that gets gashed just about every game. They didn't make an offensive move for a wide receiver in which they so desperately need a second wide receiver. And here is the word around the street, what I heard. My sources, you know Tony G. Will, he has his sources. Mm -hmm. 
I heard from, according to sources, that Matt LaFleur was in on going to get Will Fuller, the wide receiver out of Houston. And Brian Gutekunst, the GM for the Green Bay Packers, thought a second-round pick was too high for him. Okay, that's not the argument here. I don't want to make this a, what would you give up for Will Fuller argument? No, that's not what this is. This isn't about the guy in particular in this situation. This is about the lack of urgency to capitalize on Aaron Rodgers here. I mean, don't look at it as, what am I willing to give up for this player in particular, Will Fuller? What am I looking to give up for a Jamison Crowder out of New York? No, don't look at it like that. Look at it as, what am I willing to give up to maximize the potential, to maximize the opportunity out of the last couple of years that we have with Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform? What are we willing to give up for that? I'd be willing to give up anything. Pancakes. <laughs> I wouldn't give up pancakes. i do that a sweet tooth. Yeah, it'd be tough to give up. Yeah. I mean, you got to really, you got to squeeze and juice Every ounce of opportunity out of Aaron Rodgers that you have. A once-in-a-lifetime talent. A first ballot Hall of Famer, maybe. I would think so, yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he should be. Multiple-time Pro Bowler. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl MVP. Two-time MVP. On the descend to the end of his career, and you're not going to maximize every little opportunity out of it? Don't look at it as, what are you going to give up for a singular player, a Will Fuller or a Jamison Crowder? Look at it as, what am I willing to give up to help Aaron Rodgers Finally, after all these years of not giving him talent, it's it's lackadaisical. It's hesitant. You're putting too much thought into it. And what do you need that second rounder for if you're going to go spend it on someone who's not going to have an immediate impact on the team anyways? I don't know the plan. You know, second round pick, I like A.J. Dillon. The guy has tree trunks for legs. I get it. But He'll be the next starting running back. But... It, <laughs> Yeah, so what's the plan? Are they going to move on from Aaron Jones? Yes. Listen, it's, it's not the argument here, though. Yeah. You're one win away from the Super Bowl, and you need to build for now. So you spend the first two, first two rounders building for the future. Well, when are you going to build for now? If you keep building for the future, when are you going to be successful now? It's, uh, I don't know. I think they it's have a, a lot mismanagement of, of the front office. I think they have a lot of uh, trust in there. Um, the talent they have now. I mean, they're five and two, Tony. They're they're really good. I understand. I, you know, and I'm I'm adding a little bit of urgency, like this is the end of the world. To this right. Argument. I think I, I think there's one of two things that could have happened is either that they were reportedly looking into Will Fuller to try to silence some Packer fans mouthing off, <laughs> or uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> talk about <laughs> who, you. Who could that be? Um, or they really were interested and it just didn't work out. But I mean, I don't. I mean, if Will Fuller was where they're going after, then you know they're not that desperate for talent because I mean he's a good receiver but he's not going to be a game breaker in my opinion I disagree I, I think I mean what do you what more do you want out of a wide receiver that's getting traded at the trade deadline do you want a Julio Jones because he's going to cost a lot more no I'm, do I don't want think a, that do you either, want a Jamison Crowder because he's a little less experienced doesn't have the experience in a good fluent offense yeah and to be fair I haven't really experienced Will Fuller with a well I guess Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback yeah. but it's hard to say his impact on the team would have been like. I think it would have been. I, I, I'm I, sure if, he would have had a, a impact. If I sit here from an unbiased outside standpoint, I think you throw another Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver on the other side of Devontae Adams and you got a, another two-headed monster as wideouts. You have a two-headed monster out of the backfield when they're both healthy and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I wonder. I think your offense is really built for success if you go add another piece like that. Yeah, and I wonder what this conversation would have been like if Funches didn't uh, opt out. Yeah, I... Can you I was having in? a talk with Christian, you know, you know Christian, uh, the roommate here. It's interesting because 
No one knows the impact he would have had. Right. I mean, what would Aaron Rodgers would have been able to do with him? No one knows. Can he opt back in? That's my question. <laughs> Can he see that they're five and two and be like, hey, maybe I want? No. Yeah. Why would? Well, that's his choice, I guess. So, oh. by the way, he made like this isn't. I don't have factual stats on this, but he made like a good chunk of money even when he opt out, opted out. Yeah. Which is like because every contract comes me. with guaranteed money. It's just. It's, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it funny. is what it is. Not funny, but irritating. We have to move on from the Packers here because of. Uh, you know, time constraints, we have Jamile Brantley, NBA expert, coming up soon here on the Tony G Show via phone call from UW Oshkosh. So to to move on around around the NFL trade deadline, besides the Packers, it wasn't just the Packers that didn't do anything. There wasn't many moves at all. This is one of the most boring NFL trade deadlines that I can remember in recent years. There was one recently, if not last year, it was a couple years ago that was pretty boring like this one was. Let's look at the moves here. Uh, I'm thinking about which direction I want to go with this. Let's look at the moves that were made at the trade deadline. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I think I, I mean, I'm curious to chat about this because when we talked about this last time, it was news to me. So, yeah, um, the moves that, that went on around the NFL, not n- very little, very little. What was Tuesday, November, f- November 4th? It's the f- yeah, it's Wednesday the 5th today. So it'd be the 4th. Today is the 6th. Actually, it's Thursday. No, it's not. Wait. We record episodes on Tuesday and Thursday, Will. Why is my calendar off? Don't blame the calendar. No, I it's, blame yourself. It's Thursday. It's Thursday the 5th. It'd have been Tuesday the 3rd. <laughs> okay, so Tuesday was the 3rd. We're very scholarly on the Tony G Show, especially today. The Dolphins acquired running back DeAndre Washington from Kansas City in exchange for a draft pick compensation. Okay, that, 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 that was it. Okay. What, what, what did they? Well, actually, there was one more move. It took just about another hour until the deadline, but the New England Patriots required, or excuse me, acquired Isaiah Ford, which is weird. They required a a wide receiver, and they're not contenders. Miami Dolphins again in this move. They, which is yeah, are looking to build. I think. I mean, that's a divisional trade. That's kind of rare. Right, 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 right. Um, the Dolphins acquired a twenty twenty two seventh round draft pick. Hmm. (laughs) That was it. That was the trade deadline. Two players you haven't heard much about, and that's it. I mean, the day before, November 2nd, Chargers sent uh, Desmond King, remember the defensive back Desmond King, to the Titans, and the Chargers got a six-round draft pick in return. Okay, not the biggest move. Also, November 2nd was the Quan Alexander trade. We're going to get into that in a second, so we're not going to talk about it now. Uh, Coming up two minutes here. The Dallas Cowboys acquired defensive tackle Eli Anko, A-N-K-O-U, I don't know. Better than I would have done. For a seventh round draft pick? I mean, these are the most boring trades that I think you could come up with. It says a lot about the uh, the kind of season we're having. Yeah, and around the NFL here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what is going on here anyways? Uh, there is one more trade I wanted to mention that I did really like. November 1st, uh, the New York Jets traded linebacker Avery Williamson to the Pittsburgh Steelers. A defense that you didn't think needed to get better gets better for the Steelers, and they only had to give up a fifth round draft pick to the Jets. Hmm. Interesting. If uh, I don't want to wrap this back into a Packer argument here, that would have helped the Packers. <laughs> but I mean, if you're giving up, if their team's giving up fifth and sixth round draft picks for defensive players that'll help out in any way possible, and your defense sucks, what do you think you're doing here? Yeah. I mean, but, let's start to get a little bit of direction. Before we go into the Quan Alexander argument, I want to sure. ask: Is it? Do you think it's weird that the Packers had positive COVID cases, the Niners have had positive COVID cases, and yet they're still playing on Thursday today? 
Does that seem a little bit weird? Ask me that question when we get to 20G picks of the week. Okay. Because right. there are a lot of players out, but yes, I think that's weird. very strange. Yeah. And and there's we'll get into that because there's yeah, yeah. positive tests yeah. and negative tests, but players who tested negative aren't playing. Let's yeah. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second here. Uh, well, not a second. We're going to get to that in about 15, 20 minutes. So stick around for that. Diving into this Quan Alexander trade, okay. Uh, this is my favorite move of the trade deadline because it's the biggest name. Definitely the biggest name. Biggest name. Quan Alexander, 49ers to the Saints, the former San Francisco uh, defensive linebacker sent to New Orleans for Kiko Alonso, another linebacker. Remember Kiko Alonso, a former Bill and a former Jet, now former Saint. Remember when he made the switch from... That's an interesting trade. From the Jets to the Bills? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was the Bills to the Jets. It was pretty. It was a pretty big move. Jets, Kiko yeah. Alonso has had a good career. Uh, he's, a, yeah, he's, a, he's a great linebacker. I mean, he's yeah. I mean that that's an interesting yeah. trade. Like I mean, they're both. It's like it's like linebacker for linebacker swap. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I would say Quan is probably the better of the two. But... Oh I, yeah, it, it, and that wasn't the only part. Kiko Alonso went to San Francisco as well as a conditional fifth round pick. And what a conditional fifth, what a conditional draft pick means. I'm not fully fluent in that in, in what that means, but I know that it has something to do with the performance of the players in this trade. So it depends on how the players perform with their new teams. The draft pick may switch a little bit, or it has something to do with it. There's there's three aspects that go into conditional pick, and like I said, I'm just going off the top of my head here. It has something to do with performance. It has it deals a little bit with. I'm trying to think here again, off the top of my head. It, it's, it, isn't it just placement and and yeah, in total? It's not like a guaranteed. It's not like a straight up fifth pick goes right. here. It could it could fluctuate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not fully. All, all all it means is it's it's not a solid draft pick. Right. All it means is it's not just a fifth round draft pick. It it, it it's susceptible to change here depending on a, a few different and yeah. yeah a few different uh, outliers. So nonetheless, that trade went down. Let's look into the contracts here for Quan Alexander. Big deal going to the Saints. They're going to take in his four-year, $54 million deal that started in 2019, went into 2020, so he's a year into it. Three more years, or I suppose two more after this season, that uh, Quan Alexander will be in New Orleans. And just a simple one-year, $3.15 million deal for Kiko Alonso that the 49ers will take in this year. So interesting to note, though, of this second of four-year deal with the 49ers and now Saints for Quan Alexander. Quan has only played 13 games due to the injury, injuries that he's sustained. Only 13 games. So he's not the most reliable. He's not mm-hmm. the most healthy. Uh, he is a factor when he's out on the field. You can't argue against that. Who won this trade, do you think? I'm going to go ahead and say... I think the... Uh, I think they both won. I don't think this is a bad trade. The, the problem, both teams benefit in different ways. That's a huge contract, though. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, the 49ers get to offload this huge contract and rebuild because yeah. they're still kind of struggling. Now they have a little more cap space. Now they have a little more room. Uh, they have a, a, an open linebacker position, which I'm sure they have a plan to fill in the offseason here once Kiko Alonso hits the door, once this one-year deal that he signed with the Saints now taken in by the 49ers is up. So I... I think both of them won. I think both of them won. They both benefit in a, in a certain way. Yeah, and I guess without having any stats to back it up, so I could be totally wrong and let us know on Twitter if we are, um, I feel like this is kind of a smart move um, for the Niners to offload this huge contract. I right. mean, at the end of the line, I think Kiko or Quan, it's, I don't want to say it's a toss-up, but I think definitely Quan Alexander is 
probably got more upside. I would agree. But at the same time, I don't. Kiko Alonso is a great linebacker too. Like yeah. he, he'll if he, if he can stay healthy, like you said, if he can stay on the field, he'll be a factor. I mean, they're both the bottom t- line. It's it, there's a little more talent with Quan Alexander, but there's definitely talent nonetheless on both sides throughout this trade. What does this tell you about the Saints' confidence in Drew Brees' time left with the team? Mm. It shows me that they need to win now. They see the perform, and I, I think everyone around the league is really witnessing the drop in performance in Drew Brees. He's mm-hmm. missing a couple throws. He's not as quick. He's not as you know, he's a little more hesitant now, at least that I see in his play. His touchdown totals are still there. I mean, him and Tom Brady are going back and forth for the all-time leader in passing touchdowns. But nonetheless, I think they see that their time to win with him is closing. Uh, just like teams around the NFL that I think we've mentioned on the show should also take note of, like the Green Bay Packers. I don't know. Whatever. That's our NFL trade deadline discussion. It shows me, that, to answer Will's question, it shows me that uh, they want to win now. They're going out to make big money moves. They're going to spend money. They're going to give up a linebacker that they had and were obviously using for the last couple of years and sign him to a one-year deal, as well as a conditional fifth-round draft pick they give up for him. So very boring NFL trade deadline to wrap up. We're going to switch gears here, sport to sport. We got our, our good friend, Jamile Brantley, NBA expert, coming up here on the Tony G Show, the highly touted NBA expert that we've been talking about all show here. First time he's ever been on the show. We got my friend Jamile Brantley. He goes to UW Oshkosh. He is, like I said, the Tony G NBA expert, the official expert. Remember, we had college football expert Matthew mm-hmm. Swanson on yep. last season. This is NBA expert Jamile Brantley to help me talk about some things going on around the NBA. Jamile, say hello to the people. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going today? Jamile Brantley, as I said, NBA expert, here to talk about the latest and greatest news around the NBA. Jamile, first thing I want to ask you, Drew Holiday, he has been rumored to be on the move out of New Orleans. The Pelicans are looking to shop him, uh, guard Drew Holiday. Where do you think is his best fit around the NBA? Where do you think, what team gives him the best chance to make an impact around the NBA? Uh, The Drew Holiday Chronicles. Start by saying this, Drew Holiday, as you know, great point guard. Everyone should know that. Very versatile, long range, close range, uh, ball handler, all in all, good point guard. But I feel like he's never lived up to the hype, and he's been underrated for a long, long time. But I think a new home for him would be good. He's been on the Pelicans for a while. I think, to be honest with you, I think the Indiana Pacers would be a pretty mm-hmm. solid fit. Mm-hmm. Um, him playing with Brogdon and Victor Oladipo, front court. And honestly, if they trade Miles Turner for him, I think Miles Turner would be very a very good counterpart to uh, Zion. Zion's still learning and everything, so I think Miles Turner would be a pretty good center uh, with uh, the whole backcourt for uh, New Orleans as well. And also, I think the um, Brooklyn Nets with Tyree. Ooh, I like and, that move. Uh, if, he, if he goes over to the Nets, Tyree and KD will have him there. And with Tyree's injury proneness, I believe that him coming in and stepping in as a secondary, or even when Tyree's out in the break or whatever, he'll uh, fit in perfectly with the play style with the other guards as well. And, yeah. I mean, God knows what 
what's next for Drew Holiday. <laughs> in that sense, I think a new home for him wouldn't be such a bad thing. I think my favorite pick out of all of the teams you just gave is definitely the Nets. I do like that they're trying to build. I, I like what they're trying to do over there, and I do. I agree that Drew Holiday would be a good fit there in, in Brooklyn. I mm-hmm. like that pick. Especially because they're making such yeah. a big push. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Right, right. Okay. And the other team you mentioned there, one of the other teams that really sparked my interest, because that's what my next question is about here, the Indiana Pacers. You mentioned he'd be a good fit there. Remember, Drew Holiday, a guard. The Pacers have been reportedly looking at going away from Victor Oladipo, another guard. A team that I heard from my sources, you know Tony G, he has his sources. A team that I heard that is interested in Victor Oladipo is the Milwaukee Bucks. Like a nice little pickup and veteran Victor Oladipo who averaged 17-5-4 throughout his career in Indiana, Orlando. Remember the quick stop in OKC. So I want to ask NBA expert Jamile Brantley what he thinks Victor Oladipo would do to a Milwaukee Bucks offense and the team in general. Well, for starters, the Bucks, as we know, have been quite the powerhouse. The NBA past two seasons, but they always come up short. So I think they're missing that one valuable asset to their offense. I think that um, Victor Oladipo is that man. Eric Bledsoe, he's he's a pretty solid point guard, and he leads them in the right direction when he wants to. But you got other nights where he's just like, what the heck is going on, and what is he doing? Like, Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. He, like, disappears in the playoffs. Right. So. Um, I think that um, Victor Oladipo would definitely be a very good fit on the Bucks, and he he could uh, benefit Giannis with his passing skill, setting Giannis up for bigger games than he's already had. With Victor Oladipo's injuries, it's been hindering him from showing his true potential. But as we know from his first two years in the league, he showed the sparks of great, great leadership and skill set so I think the Bucks would actually very much benefit from the Victor Oladipo trade and it wouldn't be so bad if they got rid of Eric Bledsoe to be honest I would agree I could see him going out the door anytime soon here uh, NBA expert Jamal Brantley on the Tony G show with us Will McCormick has a question for Jamal what's up Will what's up man how you doing do you think Chris Middleton's a, a keep or does he gotta go mm, good question Chris Middleton is what holds the Bucks together. Um, in my opinion, when Giannis is off, when Kyle Korver is off, when the scores that should be scoring off, I believe that Chris Middleton is the one that uh, keeps them together, keeps them in the game, and he goes on uh, tears where he just scores and scores and scores. So I believe that passing uh, uh, passing up on Middleton to trade him, would not be a bad idea. I think we need scores like Chris Middleton and for those nights that are just going for everyone. Because there's nights where everyone's just flame on hitting and just not missing from deep or whatnot. But when you got nights where you're in a rut, uh, I think Chris Middleton is that guy to turn to to get the offense turning up, you know? Yeah, That's I would awesome. agree. Every, everything starts with him. Everything goes through Chris Middleton. Yeah, yeah Giannis is, the, is sort of the X factor that everyone plans for. But, I mean, it's hard to plan for Chris Middleton when he's on from three-point range, from the perimeter. Yeah, and he's not, right. he's not a flashy right. player either, which is right. Like, right. Oh, which I like. So. Yep. yep. All-star last year and last couple years, actually, mm-hmm. for right. the first time. I want to call him the, not the face of the Bucks, but 
Sort of the unsung hero of the Bucks, kind yeah. of the team, the glue of the team. He's a Robin, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's no Robin Lopez, but he's Chris Middleton. Yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> right, right. All right. NBA expert for the Tony G Show, Jamile Brantley. Thanks for coming on, man. We know you, you you had to move some things around in your schedule to make it on, but I mean, nonetheless, you're here, and we appreciate you for coming around. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. Have a good rest of your day. All right, you too, Jamile Brantley. There, there you go. I mean, Jamile Brantley was great. Thanks for coming on the show, my friend. Good insights. That that was, yeah. He he provided a good perspective that, mm-hmm. that that I don't have that we want. Yeah, that we couldn't have provided. I mean, we you know we, we're good, but Jamile Brantley, like we said, is the expert. So we're good, not great. Yeah, speak for yourself. Uh, we're gonna move on to the Tony G show. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> uh, I quit. <laughs> sorry, I mean spirits are getting high here. Tony G show on a Thursday. What does that mean? Well. What does it mean? Will's picks of the week? No! Tony G's picks of the week. Back to back four and one weeks. I'm eight and two in my last ten picks, Will. That's pretty average. I mean, yeah, I could do better. You know me, though. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I've grown a reputation for, for being damn near perfect. Will looks at me like I couldn't be more wrong. Whatever. He's like a little bit above 500. No. I am a good amount. I am like an average. Like three games. Will is hurting my feelings. He's going to give you a hard time. Hurting my feelings. I'm 12-8 and eight this season. Looking to add another five wins to the totals here. What do you think? Don't, don't Let's hear him. That. Let's hear don't, him. Don't, don't, you don't have no, to. I'm no, I'm here. No, no, no. I think you'll be right. That's enough. Thursday night, <laughs> Thursday night, Packers 5-2, 49ers 4-4. Four four. Lots of players out for this one. I think if I went through the list, I don't have it up because I know if I went through the list of all the players out that we'd be here till uh, the sun goes down. But nonetheless, <laughs> a lot of players are going to be out. It's a real shot in the dark. I don't think it's... Yeah. It, it's, it's hard not, to tell. Right. It's hard to tell. It, it's If Aaron Jones is back, it's going to it's gonna be huge. Questionable. But... You know, is it? Is it what do the Packers put- do at running back, though? Dexter Williams. Dexter, Dexter Williams is going to have to come up because Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon are both out and, due to COVID nineteen protocols. And Swerving Irvin too, Tyler Irvin. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I'm going to look that up now. But pretty sure I'm like ninety five percent positive he's out. What are they going to do at running? I mean, Dexter Williams, man. If Aaron Jones is, I mean, if Aaron Jones can't go tonight, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. And it's interesting, too. I, we mentioned before about uh, how it's weird that they haven't delayed the game even at all with the amount of positive cases between the two teams. It's been, like, a little bit, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of surprised by it, especially considering how they handled games early on in the season. It was, like, one positive, and they canceled it, like, a week in advance. From what I see, Tyler Irvin is still active. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. I, I must have heard different, so we'll have to see what actually ends up happening tonight. But yeah, it'll, that's, it'll that's be big. interesting. Nonetheless, because they're out their top three. Oh. If Aaron Jones doesn't go, they're out their top three running backs, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to adjust. That'd be big though to have uh, Tyler Irvin back because, or on the team because he adds so much motion to the offense that would be right. hard for somebody you else. You don't know to if do. he's gonna line up in a slot position or if he's gonna get he's, the ball out of a backfield. Yeah, kind of like kind of like how the Vikings use Cordero Patterson mm-hmm. and sort of how the Bears use him now. Packers won't do like the same thing, but yeah, nonetheless, <laughs> unbiased. I I tell you what though, I think the run game out of San Francisco against the terrible run defense in the Green Bay Packers could could make this game go one way or the other. 
It's really gonna depend. Uh, it's that. It's gonna be. Is Aaron Rodgers gonna pull it out? Is the defense gonna stop? I mean, at some point, you gotta figure out what's wrong on defense here. Right. Moving forward for the Green Bay Packers. I think there's a lot of injuries to the San Francisco. You know, they're, they're out. Raheem Mostert, he's on IR. Who Jimmy else do they got? Jimmy G's out. Oh, the running backs, though. Oh, oh. Um, uh, there's uh, another name I'm forgetting. Cohen? Cohen? Mm. Look at us. What's no. wrong with us? I, oh, I'm thinking of Matt Breida, but he's not there anymore. He's in. We're blanking Miami. on names. It's Jarek McKinnon, the yes, running back. Yes, McKinnon, McKinnon. Yep. The running back now in in San Francisco. I still like him. I liked him when he was in Minnesota. And against the Packers defense. It'll be interesting. It's mm. going to be... They basically, I mean, depending on how the quarterback plays for San Fran, it's going to be a run-heavy offense. And if a few drives get stalled from some, you know, a few runs that don't Which go their way. Which the they are, you know. I mean, right. You know. It's going to be it's going to be really tough. But the same for the Packers. I mean, if the pass game isn't on, it's going to be a tough game. Right. Oh, man. This is a tough pick. I think Richard Sherman's out, too. Man. I mean, this is, uh, this is a weird. shot in the dark. Why are they playing this game? I really don't get it. Like, with the COVID stuff? I mean, they've canceled games way this, in advance. This game should to be this. played next Tuesday. It should be. It should be moved. It should be moved. I don't. And get here's that. the deal: I think guys like Debo Samuel and such tested negative, but because they had they Close tested contact. negative and yeah. they're still out today. Yeah, it's because I think you can eventually become positive. We have the same thing on campus too. Like, for if you're if you're a close contact, so even why if you play test negative, right? Because wouldn't you argue that everybody on the team would technically be a close contact at this point? Like, yeah. In terms of like. Well, if that guy's close contact, and then the guy who's contacted that guy, you know. And it came out, what, on whatever. Monday that uh, A.J. Dillon mm-hmm. tested positive for coronavirus? Yep. And he has close contact with Jamal Williams and Kamal Martin on the defense, I think it was Kamal Martin. Kamal, yep, yep, linebacker. And so they're both out tonight. Which is a big loss for the middle of the field. Protocol. <laughs> I mean, this is a shot in the dark. What do you think, Will? Go Green Bay, go San Fran. I don't know. I don't want to get... What, what, what do you have down, Tony? I'm going to I don't go... want to say... Unbiased, I'm going to go Green Bay Packers because I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to be able to figure out, just like he always does, a plan for the offense. I get, I think it's going to be high scoring. I take the over in this game. If I was a betting man, I'm not, but I take the over in this game because I think the run game of Jarek McKinnon against the bad run defense, as I mentioned, to the Green Bay Packers is going to be something to watch. Mm-hmm. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to hold his own if as Aaron, well. Yeah, if Aaron Jones is reported as being back, I would give the Packers better odds, but it's just Which really hard to be. say. I think he's still questionable at the time yeah. of the reporting. Yeah, right. Okay. Packers in that one. We'll move on. Sunday, noon game. Seahawks 6-1, and one, Bills 6-2. and two. This is a good game, though. I'm very excited to pick this one. The 31st-ranked defense of the Seahawks will face the 6th-ranked offense of the Buffalo Bills. The 10th-ranked offense in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks, will face the 23rd-ranked defense of the Buffalo Bills. So, I would, again, take the over in this game. If I was a bidding man, I'm not. But if I was, I'd take the over. And I'm going to go ahead and pick the Seahawks. I like, I think Russell Wilson's having a good year. I think Josh Allen has died out a little bit since the start of the season in terms of his play and production. So I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks to win this game. Those are my first two picks, Packers Seahawks. Sunday, 3.30 game. Dolphins, 4-3. and three. At Cardinals five and two, there's only three games to pick from the 330 bunch. So Dolphins four and three, Cardinals five and two. The 30th ranked offense of the Miami Dolphins against the eighth ranked do- offense of the Arizona Cardinals. They're still figuring out how to use Tua. The Miami Dolphins are. I don't think they're the most fluent offense in the world yet. 
And I think Arizona's really starting to find its stride. Cliff Kingsbury getting some coaching experience under his belt now. Same with Kyler Murray in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald now uh, as wide out. So I like Arizona in this game. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Just remind me to put uh, Chase Edmonds in my fantasy offense <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, team because i got to start him. You're welcome. We should do a little more fantasy talk on the phone. We should do that enough. Yeah, I'm leading my uh, – I'm 6-2 and two right now on my uh, little uh, – The one with group. the boys. Shout out to the boys. Mm-hmm. Zach. No, Zach's not in that one. The one with Sam, Alex, Aaron, Alan, Bennett. Bennett of Bird Talk. We only shout them out a little mm-hmm. bit. Are you, are you in one right now? Am I, am I missing anyone? Aaron, Alex, Alan, Bennett, Sam, and me. Okay, so yeah. I'm leading. I've only had one loss, and it was the loss when Russell Wilson was Nice. Anyways, back back on track here. Again, pick the Cardinals. Those are my first three picks. Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals. And then Sunday night, Saints 5-2, and two, Buccaneers 6-2. and two. The second meeting, and listen to me, Gronk is heating up. Three straight games with a touchdown. And New Orleans, by the way, has allowed the third most touchdowns to tight ends this year in six. I like the Buccaneers in this one. I like the Saints. I think they're doing good. Mm-hmm. I think they're a good football team. But I think the Buccaneers are really starting to find their stride and getting dangerous. Yeah. Picking Buccaneers in this one. Monday night. Oh, gosh. Let's get a game flexed here, huh? Patriots 2-5 and five at the New York Jets 0-8. Sleeper! Wow, I don't want to watch this game. Jets have scored fewer than 20 points in their last seven of eight games. They looked really good last game, though, uh, against the against the Bucs. They looked fantastic. But here's the thing, though. The Patriots have the ninth best defense in the NFL. Okay, yeah. New England. Those are my picks. Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Patriots. Put them on the board. Another good week coming up. Slam the notebook because we're going to have a good week. Good week coming up. 12-8, and 8-2 eight, eight and two in my last 10. Back-to-back four in one week. What do you think, Will? I'd like think, to see, I'd like I haven't to see, had a five and zero week. Yeah, I don't in a long since time. Season two, three. I'd like to see a five and zero week one? on you, Tony. I would also like to see it. I make picks that you can take to the bank. What do you think we call it there, Will? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we had a good discussion. I'm excited to watch the Packers tonight. It's going to be a be a good week of football. I think it'll be. Yeah, I think so too. This one's going to be interesting, just with all the coronavirus. And, I, I want to see yeah. the the effects of them playing this game. Mm-hmm. You know, not hopefully nothing bad, but I'm just curious to see how it works out down right, the road. Right. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Anyways, uh, yeah, that'll be it for this Tony G show. Fun one. Next Tuesday, episode number eleven. We we, we, we haven't had eleven episodes in the season since season three. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to it. Thanks again for the support to this point, and we look forward to where we're going to take it. For Will McCormick, Tony G. We'll see you Tuesday, the Tony G show.